The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC people, this is David Zatella, and welcome to PPC Rockstars, special SES New York edition. I'm here in a uh, New York hotel room right now talking to one of my favorite New York people, who is Kevin Lee. Welcome, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Um, Kevin doesn't deserve, oh, I'm sorry, Kevin deserves a much bigger introduction than I'm going to be able to give him because his, his, uh, his accolades are very long. Most of you know him anyway, but he is the Kev, uh, chairman and CEO of Did It, and also he has been on the board of Sempo and was one of the founders of Sempo, Search Engine Market, Marketing Professionals Organization, and recently launched uh, a couple of new things um, that we're going to get into, and also... Uh, has written a new book, which uh, we believe is hitting Amazon.com today. Uh, and all, there will be links to all of these uh, resources. Um, there are links right now on the PPC Rockstars page on the Clicks Marketing blog. That's clicksmarketing.com slash blog. And um, got a lot to talk about with Kevin. We're going to range kind of widely. But, Kevin, I wanted to start with uh, you, you. You actually got into this industry in 1995, which uh, I'm – absolutely certain is before some of our listeners were born. And uh, I have to ask, uh, how did you get started, and what was going on in 1995 in the, in the search space? Uh, there wasn't a hell of a lot going on in 95 in the search space, um, but uh, I was a co-founder of an a interactive multimedia development shop, and uh, we were just transitioning from developing diskette and CD-ROM-based media to doing web stuff. And uh, we had redeveloped a, co- a client's uh, websites um, and just came up in conversation, uh, sort of, you know, how, how do you show up higher in the search engine? So I just became fascinated by that. And uh, I knew a little bit already, but I just started delving in for a client. That client is my current business partner, uh, David Pasternak. So, oh, okay. um, you know, we, we, we came up with this idea and just decided to launch it as a hobby venture. Uh, launched did it as a hobby venture, and um, initially, uh, you know, it was really just uh, sort of monitoring of, of position, and it, it sort of evolved. Uh, we, we had at a time actually, uh, I guess you could say, ventured over to the dark side. We were we were a huge cloaker uh, back before anyone had defined it. I, I used to actually call it paid inclusion, except for the fact that we got paid uh, <laughs> instead of the engines. It was pre prepaid search, so. Uh, we never did anything where it wasn't relevant to the particular marketer, so we just sort of saw it as actually improving relevance, but uh, some of the folks at the early search engines didn't quite see it that way. Uh, but then we, we, when, uh, we got an email from GoTo.com when they, when they were launched, and uh, they asked us whether or not we wanted to buy clicks from them for our clients, and uh, we said, sure. And from that point forward, we really fell in love with uh, paid search, and that's our forte now, that and uh, other types of auction-based media. 
So that was go to. That was what year? Was it late nineties or, or later than that? I yeah, it was. Uh, I believe we got the email. I'd have to dig it up out of my archives, but I believe it was in like early ninety eight. I think okay. officially go to dot com, uh, which was an idea lab venture at the time, was founded in in ninety seven. But I don't think they actually had their systems really up and running until early ninety eight. And, and uh, okay, you. you I can resonate with what you just said, which is that you you quickly became totally enthralled with the pay-per-click. What do you what do you think the reason for that was? Well, I think it was sort of a, the confluence of a bunch of things, uh, sort of personally in my background. Uh, my undergraduate degree was in economics, and I and I went to Yale School of Management uh, for marketing, and of course continued to have e- additional economics uh, training there. And this idea of a real-time media marketplace where a highly valuable asset, where each individual marketer actually values it slightly differently, was auctioned off in real time. That was just, to me, just seemed like the the perfect business. (laughs) Right. Um, And I I wished I had thought of it. Uh, But, you know, as soon as I realized that I could add value between the the, the owner of the eyeballs, which were the search engines and the marketers who wanted those eyeballs, uh, it sort of seemed like a natural extension of, of... my current business, uh, we morphed, uh, did it from an organic SEO firm into sort of paid search technology, and then on top of that, uh, services as well, of course. Well, let's see. Let's talk about um, your 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 fascination. Eventually, culminated not just in a successful company, but in your first book, which was The Eyes Have It. The Eyes Have It: How to Market in an Age of Divergent Consumers, Media Chaos, and Advertising Anarchy. Um, I have the cop- a copy of the book. I haven't read it yet. Why don't you, could you give us a, a, just a little synopsis? Sure. Um, you know, people have been asking me to write a book uh, for a long time, and I, I was trying to decide what to make my first book about. And I didn't want to make my first book a how-to, and I only wanted to make it tangentially about search because I thought there were sort of bigger things going on. So I decided to write the book about how the entire marketing ecosystem is in the midst of of, of sort of a catalytic change, uh, driven in part or perhaps entirely by the fact that the consumer now really chooses much more what they pay attention to and what they deem relevant with regards to marketing messages, and how that change uh, is making broadcasting-type messaging less and less uh, effective and making narrowcast messaging uh, more and more effective more and more appropriate for part of a media plan. And search, as it ends up, ends up being an extremely narrow cast media, you know, where uh, consumers raise their hand uh, uh, and tell Google exactly what they're interested in in a particular instant in time. So uh, I really wrote that book about how that change in consumer behavior and the the consumer's ability to telegraph that desire uh, and the associated profiling will end up uh, changing the whole media landscape uh, over time, and that agencies and CMOs are really not ready for this change. Uh, they're sort of adapting to it um, in in hindsight, but not particularly well. Um, right. And that the even the billing methodology for for agencies really starts to be turned on its head when you move into a narrow cast media uh, and you move away from broadcast media. Right. That's that's so true. The uh, the agencies, and it's ironic that the when we say the agencies, we're not talking about uh, old, gray-haired people. We're talking about young people, but uh, they're much less uh, experienced and and um, 
wrapped around direct response uh, narrowcasting than they are uh, broadband or, or broadcast branding. So, okay, let's go from there to your, your uh, second book, the second of many, I'm sure, which is uh, The Truth About Pay-Per-Click Search Advertising. So um, that's coming out today. It includes $200 in free Microsoft Advertising Ad Center ad credits. Um, what, what's the thrust of that one? Well, I wanted to make the book a no-brainer to buy, uh, even for people who, who already feel like they've, they've heard me speak dozens of times. And uh, what I looked at is I was trying to decide, you know, what would make it a no-brainer and um, was looking at potentially putting coupons from various search engines in there. But I, 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 the reason I went with the Microsoft coupon was twofold. First of all, they were willing to dramatically increase the size of the coupon if it was exclusive. And the other thing was they're so far behind in advertiser adoption, and they're actually a pretty decent option. I mean, they're, they're probably not going to drive more than between 5 and 10% of your, your search spend, uh, given their current status in the market. But the reality is, is that the traffic quality is very high. And because they've got probably well under... Uh, a quarter of the advertisers currently active that Google does, it's actually less competitive. So right. I thought, you know, a lot of people are clearly running Google and not running Microsoft at all. That's right. Um, and that just seemed like a no-brainer at that point. If they were going to get $200 worth of free uh, ad center advertising for new U.S.-based accounts, which is all they, all they could do for me uh, on Microsoft's side as far as international, they could only, only do U.S. But, I mean, you know, the fact that that might be that little catalyst that says, you know, hey, maybe I should just export that Google campaign and, and throw it into Microsoft and give it a little bit of time, even if I can't give it quite as much time as I give my Google campaign. Yeah. So the book, the book's not exclusively about AdCenter, right? Of course not. No, I mean, as a matter of fact, uh, it, it barely gets mentioned at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> the reality is, is that the book is is about you know uh, all types of paid search marketing. Um, and, uh, you know, there may be, uh, I actually haven't done a, on a percentage account of, of how many times AdCenter shows up, but surely Google shows up uh, proximal to its 70% market share, if not more. Right. Hey, um, i got to throw in, you know, I, I'm, I'm old enough, I'm even slightly older than you are, to remember the, uh, the uh, market leaders that Microsoft rolled over and Eric Schmidt's old enough as well. He remembers names like Ed Esber of uh, oh, Ashton Tate and Pete Peterson of WordPerfect and Jim Manzi of Lotus, all people that at one time were at the very top of pieces of their industries, and uh, they're all gone completely because Microsoft uh, came slowly from behind. And, and uh, by version 3.0 or 3.1 in the case of Windows, uh, you know, basically ate everybody else's lunch. So I never count Microsoft out, and uh, I, I would not be surprised if Microsoft became a very competitive in the advertising space. Well, the thing is, you know, th their picture is much broader than search, but they realize the importance of search uh, from a profile-building perspective. So uh, clearly Balmer uh, and the rest of the team are interested in continuing to um, innovate in search, and I think they sort of feel like the Sony Betamax at this point. Uh, which yep. is a superior uh, a product that's equally good uh, in their eyes, at least. Um, it may not be equally good in everyone's eyes, and perhaps even independent testing wouldn't say it's equally good. But they sort of feel like they're they're really coming up in quality, and yet aren't getting the respect they deserve from the, from the user base. Um, and right. 
to be honest, you know, people equate Google with search, so they got a they got a hard road ahead of them. Well, you know, that's that's uh, that's an interesting metaphor because um, time will tell whether uh, the search marketplace is more like uh, Betamax and VHS, where there's really only room for one, or whether it's more like uh, the word processor marketplace or the spreadsheet marketplace, where um, you know there was some jockeying for position and. Uh, uh, one replaced another, even though the first was not uh, the first one was not Microsoft. Hey, we've got to cut away for just a second. We've got uh, some special announcements from sponsors that uh, have sent Brasco and Jim Hedger and uh, Brandy all alone in New York. Uh, so we'll be right back, listeners. Please stay with us. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Have a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. Hey, Jim, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Kevin Lee from Did It. Kevin, um, let's do another uh, right turn here. You've got a brand new venture that is, uh, at, uh, at first blush, not exactly in the search space, but uh, uh, actually pretty solidly in there. And it's a venture with, with Dun & Bradstreet, is that correct? That's right. Um it's it's a an interesting mix of of sort of features bundled into uh, a blend between an online business directory and sort of like a, a LinkedIn for businesses, uh, or you could call it a social network for businesses. Um, you know, LinkedIn is great, Facebook is great, all the social networking sites are great, but they're really all about an individual. And um, Dun and Bradstreet's been a client of ours for many years, and we just uh, were brainstorming with some internal people. And we decided that you could build something that simultaneously had the elements of a directory, and clearly they've got the data to support a directory, uh, but also had elements of um, social networking in it. Uh, and, of course, you might, of course, because of the directory-type feature, uh, might end up being a reputation management um, SEO play. So what, what we did is we put uh, 26 million U.S. businesses and a, another few million Canadian businesses uh, up on the web. Actually, the Canadian ones aren't live yet. They'll be going live in May. But uh, the Canadian, uh, the U.S. businesses are in there. And any business can come that, that is D&B listed can come and claim their profile. And even for free, they can add a little description about it. 
but the the great thing is, is if they've uh, if they're paying for a um, you know silver, gold, or platinum, uh, there's some pretty interesting um, lift from a reputation management perspective when they put their DNB listed badge on their site. And uh, what's great is I, I surf around every once in a while looking through who's uh, bought these profiles from the DNB team recently, who actually uh, do a lot of the sales for it. I noticed that escrow.com was on there, and sure enough, you go to the escrow.com uh, homepage, and if you've ever done the uh, domain sales, you know, escrow.com is heavily used there, but also in auctions as well. Sure enough, they've got their DNB listed platinum profile link right there on their homepage. So I'd be willing to bet that at some point in the future, their, their platinum profile on the DNB Power Profile site will probably come up uh, sufficiently high um, to give them an extra bite at a bunch of keywords they might not have also otherwise uh, achieved since they're actually sharing their link juice back uh, with their own profile. Okay. So is there um, – I'm looking at the, at the page right now, dnb.powerprofiles.com. And, um, it, okay, so it's somewhat like LinkedIn, but not for individuals, for businesses. Is there any kind of community or business-to-business uh, business interaction uh, aspect of this? Right now for the uh, – we launched in January. So right now the, the B2B interaction that's there now is that if you do business with somebody, you guys can actually share a link interchange the same way that you would uh, in LinkedIn if you were going to sort of friend somebody or link to somebody. Um, and so right now you, it, that just sort of shows a business's ecosystem. Who do they do business with? It's actually it. very okay. useful if you're going to do business with somebody to know who's sure. in their business ecosystem. That's the level of interaction right now. But uh, I imagine within the next six, uh, six months or so, we'll start to add a lot more uh, feature-rich uh, B2B uh, interactions uh, that, that will add extra value to the offerings that we've already got there. Sure. And it could go in a lot of different directions. You could be brokering uh, business relationships where something like LinkedIn is more of a personal brokering. Sure. I mean, uh, the, 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 the sky's the limit. We'll probably reach some kind of a tipping point uh, where, you know, more and more businesses are in there uh, with, with anything from a free listing uh, through Platinum. And, and at that point, we can add all sorts of cool features to it. Well, I look forward to, to seeing how that develops. As uh, a matter of fact, anybody who's listening, uh, they can dig out my, my contact information somewhere on LinkedIn or Facebook. Uh, shoot me some kind of a note via email or other types of message. I'll be sure to get you a free trial uh, of a platform so that you can you can take a look and experiment with it yourself. Excellent. Um, we'll put that on the uh, PPC Rockstars page as well. So let's let's switch gears again. I, I, you know, you you've got a, a, a unique perspective. I mean, that literally uh, about what's been going on with pay per click over the years. Um, where do you see this going? I mean, basically. Um, it's it's the the best possible ROI advertising ever. Uh, it's it's extending in different directions. Um, the the ability to target and to um, measure uh, is getting better and better. Uh, do you see this going uh, grow, continuing to grow the way it has, or uh, is something else going to stop it, or? Uh, is, will will, will uh, search advertising become a matter of giving Google the name of your product and the destination URL and a, and a uh, target CPA, and it, Google takes care of the rest? Um, I don't think Google's going to 
take care of the rest. I mean, certainly there are some segments of the market, particularly in the small business market, where they may, may build fairly rudimentary tool sets that sort of do it all. Uh, but I do think there's continue, going to continue to be a thriving ecosystem uh, of intermediaries and agencies and ex- that, that provide expertise. As far as where it's going and how, how quickly it's going to continue to grow, uh, that's actually a question that we uh, debated at significant length uh, with the research term that, uh, excuse me, the research firm that does the annual state of the market survey for SEMPA, which is radar research. And we were putting together the uh, growth estimates for not just 2009, but, but I think it goes forward about five years. So we were really thinking a lot about uh, growth. The majority of that growth is in paid uh, search. Uh, we do factor in organic growth as well as technology and, and agency-related fees. But uh, the, the bulk of that is actually the media dollars spent. Um, so part of the reason that we kept the growth uh, projections fairly robust, uh, although they're slightly scaled back due to economic factors, was because we saw a redefinition of really the boundaries of search. So one of the examples, for example, uh, is, is that we, uh, we believe that when you're retargeting a searcher uh, within a fairly close recency to their search behavior based on that prior search behavior, that that's really search marketing, even if you're using display advertising to get that message to them. So okay. uh, both Yahoo's fairly new product launch, which has been in sort of alpha testing since fourth quarter of last year, which allows you to buy display media based on uh, retargeted uh, Yahoo cookies across the Yahoo network, the owned and operated network, as well as all the retargeting products that are out there, including stuff that Did It Does and a bunch of other folks do on the retargeting basis. We think that is, that's part of search. So whenever you're uh, targeting based on search behavior, that's search. Now, social media, a lot of elements of social media, when it's based on user-generated a- actions providing a profilable media event, a lot of people would like to put that into search as well when you ask marketers. So I think uh, that the sort of core um, pure SERP type pay-per-click search will continue to grow at a, at a modest rate, but I think there's going to be a lot of new things that end up being in the search bucket uh, one way or another, and that's going to continue to keep the, the industry uh, robust and healthy and growing. Yeah, I see what you're saying, and, and in fact, uh, some of the great uh, – tools that measure uh, multiple attribution or multiple visits to a site are going to enable uh, a, a more expansive view of the role of search, where uh, the beginning of the, the chain might be a television advertisement that might, might eventually culminate in a search-based conversion, or maybe the search happens in the middle and the, the very last event in the chain is a bricks-and-mortar purchase. Um, it's going to be interesting. Hey, we've got to break away for one more uh, word from our sponsors. We'll be right back with Kevin Lee. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Here's your bill. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton 
ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic. With over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield, their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search, abcsearch.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back. And Kevin, unfortunately, we have to sprint to the close here. Um, Wanted to cover just one more thing before we do, uh, and that is We Care, uh, which you launched uh, recently, but it's kind of outside what we've been talking about. Uh, fill us in on that, please. Sure. Uh, it's we-care.com is the URL, and, and that's uh, something we do to help nonprofits generate uh, revenue off of sort of passive behavior. Uh, it's basically um, an enhancement on the concept of a, of a charity mall, uh, but it's got some really interesting twists to it uh, you know, that, that existing charity malls don't have. Uh, we're also uh, going through a launch of a technology that companies can actually use to make sure that their employees' uh, shopping behavior and travel booking behavior uh, helps to benefit whatever cause that company is, is interested in. Uh, oh, that's great. That's that a great idea. Can, somebody can contact uh, me directly if they're interested in um, doing the, participating in the soft launch for that. That's great. Um, so it's kind of like a my points, only the shopping points don't go into the shopper's pocket. They go into the pocket of the uh, a favorite charity of the shopper. Is that correct? It's actually closer to a fat wallet or an Ebates uh, where the Got money it. goes to the cause. Got it. Well, that's great. I'll be tracking that as well. Hey, look, we've got a, um, let's see, you're speaking at uh, SES New York this week. Where are you speaking after that? Um. I think the uh, the next thing might be a nonprofit technology conference. Actually, uh, the N10 conference. Uh, I I go and speak at that because I I feel like you know webmasters uh, in the nonprofit space uh, deserve to be just as well educated as webmasters sure. in the for-profit space. And um, some people might find it ironic that the session I give is on SEO because some people had put words in my mouth that I'm not pro SEO and I'm absolutely pro SEO. Anybody with a brain is. And then, uh, let's see, we've got links to all of the resources we're talking about um, on the Clicks Marketing blog. Um, for those that aren't there right now, they're in their car, uh, how can they contact you if they want to follow up with you? Uh, Kevin at didit.com works fine. Uh, I'm not that concerned about spam. With the amount of email I get, a few extra thousand spam won't even be noticeable. <laughs> Well, thanks a lot, Kevin. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us and looking forward to seeing you this week some more. Likewise. And listeners, thanks for hanging with us. Uh, please come back next Monday 4 p.m. or just keep downloading those podcasts. And by the way, uh, let's see, Kevin, I almost forgot. Uh, are you active on Twitter? Of course you are. I've seen you there. Yep. I actually just today uh, changed my, my uh, Twitter handle because uh, I was told by several 
Twitter enthusiasts that uh, the old one was was not relevant enough to my name, and I needed to do personal branding. So uh-huh. it's uh, Ke- Kevin underscore Lee underscore Q E D, uh, which is uh, an abbreviation for a Latin, but I'll let you look it up. Okay. <laughs> and mine is uh, at Satella, S-Z-E-T-E-L-A. So please tweet us now. Uh, take care. See you next week. <laughs>